0: Hello, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, the lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. We are located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information about our church at www.sccview.net. Again, that website is www.sccview.net. I want to say it again, thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, good morning everybody. It is so good to see you today. Just, I mean, you just look good, you know, Would just turn to your neighbor and smile at them because you look good. Go ahead. That's right. Smile at them. <laughs> this morning, uh, as we get started, I want to do something. Wednesday is uh, Veterans Day, so um, would you uh, mind today if you are uh, in the armed forces or you're married to someone that is in or has served at some time in our country, would you stand right now so we can just acknowledge you. If you've served or your spouse has served in the armed forces, come on, anybody else yeah, let's give these guys a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You may be seated. We appreciate your service. We want to welcome all those that are joining us online. Also, want to give a shout out to uh, Aaron and Austin down in Georgia Southern. Uh, they will be watching this, and so uh, we're just excited about all the people that are connected to Stockbridge community. Well, this morning we are continuing our series. Matter of fact, we're wrapping it up today called. Prayer First, and if you missed any of it, you can watch online or listen online, and we've been wearing our bracelets uh, called Prayer First, and if you'd like one of these, you, ha- you don't have one right on our information board right outside those uh, center doors, you can just pick one up as you go by. But today we're talking about the prayer of deliverance, and I am so excited about today because I think I'm going to arm you to where you're going to be able to stand your ground against temptation in a greater way. So, would you stand with me now as we say the Lord's Prayer together? It'll be on the screen behind me. Come on. Man, you look so good. Have I said that already? You just look great today. It's just good to see you. All right, let's pray. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Come on, let's say it out loud. Here we go. You ready? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen. amen. Now high five somebody before you see it and just let them know it's gonna be good. Come on, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> today, today is a special day. If I, could, if I could just get you today, I want you to take notes today. If there's anything that I could teach you in the Lord's Prayer or anything about life, I think today's message would be one of the tops. Because if I've learned some things, I want to teach you, so I just, I just want to say today is just really tune in a little extra today because I think God is going to help you tremendously with your life. This morning we want to talk about Temptation. Jesus knew that we were going to have it. And that was the last part of the prayer. The Lord's Prayer, the goal of this series has been able to teach you about praying the Lord's Prayer. We started off by saying, you know, every phrase, you know, we said, Our Father, which means God is for me. Then we went right into, you know, Hallowed be thy name, which is giving God respect. And remember this when we said, You know, your will be done. And how do we do it? We said, Have your way, God. Remember that? Let's try that again. You ready? Have your way, God. Have your way. And then we talked about daily bread, which means we're saying, "God, give me what I need today." And then last week, Pastor Chris talked about forgiveness, and he said, "You know, when we say uh, forgive our debts, we're saying forgive my sins." And today we're talking about the last part of the prayer: deliver us from evil. And when we say deliver us from evil, I want you to say this: I want you to say, "Help me, God." Let's try that together. You ready? Deliver us from evil. What are we saying? Help me, God. And Jesus knew that you were going to need help in temptation because temptation was going to be bigger than you, and you were going to need a spiritual power. And so today we want to talk about that. And I want to give you a couple of things today that what I call, a matter of fact, how how to escape my temptation. Matter of fact, I want you to know that, that how to escape your temptation. And so let me just start off by saying this, that temptation, where does it come from? Well, temptation basically is the inside job it comes from our DNA but it also comes from our environments that we were raised in not necessarily just our family that we were raised in but the environments that we grew up in the friends that we hung out with the, the people that were around us you know that helped shape us and some of the patterns that we picked up it primarily comes from there and so this morning as we dive right into this I want to give you the first thing and again if there's ever been a time that you've taken notes and you, and, uh, and you keep an outline, I hope that this is one that you will keep. And I listen, that you will teach this to your children and your grandchildren, to your friends and your co-workers, uh, to everyone that you can. And so the first thing I'd like to say to you, if we're going to escape temptation, the first thing that I have to do and you have to do is I must identify what makes me vulnerable. I must identify what makes me vulnerable. As you're writing that down, you'll notice the verse that's right up under that. This is our memory verse, by the way, and it's 1 Corinthians 10:13. And in this verse, uh, Paul tells us three very important things. Look what he says. He says, "Temptation in your life are no different from what others experience." Did you see that? Would you just circle the word "others experience? Because I want you to know that's the first thing that, that whatever's going on in your life right now that you're tempted with is not unique to you. There's many other people that struggle with that just like you do, so you're not special. I'm sorry, I hate to break that to you. You know, you're not special when it comes to this area. Then the next thing he says, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can what? You can stand. Would you circle that phrase Would you circle the phrase, temptation will not be more than you can stand, because he's talking to you, so that's the second thing. And then the third thing is this, is when you are tempted, would you read what's underlined with me? Come on, let's read it out loud. You ready? He will show you a way out. Now, would you circle that? So there's three things that he just shared with us about temptation. The first one was, yours is not unique. The second one was is that there were, God will not allow more temptation to come on you than you, can under, than you can stand up under. And the third thing is, is that in every time you are tempted to do wrong, God says he will always make a way out. He'll provide you a way out. You have to take it, but he will provide a way out for you. Okay. So now we move into another uh, a passage that Jesus said. And in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 24, Jesus is about to go to the cross. So he's got his disciples, and he said, okay, I want you to uh, go pray with me. And so they went out to a place, and they began to kneel down to pray, and Jesus gave his disciples this instruction that I'm about to give you right now. We're going to read it right out of his word. Look what it says. Matthew 26 and 41, it says this. Would you read those first three words out loud with me? You ready? Come on. One, two, three. Watch, and come on. Let's try it again. You ready? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. He said, watch and pray so that. In other words, there's a reason that you do it. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is what? The body's weak. In other words, God's spirit within you is very willing. It doesn't want to give in the temptation, but your flesh, your DNA, the inside of you, it is weak. And so we need God. We need to watch and pray. Now, when I talk about watching, praying here, you know, he's, he didn't say just watch, and he didn't just say pray, he said do it together. And here's what I've determined, is that when you pray, prayer makes you aware of what's going on in here and out there. When I say in here, I'm talking about in my mind, what's going on here and what's, what's happening in my emotions. and out there is what's going on in the world around me. So when you pray, prayer makes you aware. Did you Let's say that together, you ready? Prayer makes me aware. Come on, one more time. Prayer makes me aware. So if you're a person that prays, you already have an advantage over other people because you can see it coming before it gets to you, all right? So prayer makes us aware. Now, I want to give you four questions that you should ask yourself. Okay, look at me, everybody. Honestly ask yourself. These four questions, I pray that you will keep them close to you because they will. this will give you the edge over temptation and keep you from living with, with regrets that you normally, that, that you don't want to have in your life. And here they are. The four questions is this. Number one is this. When am I most tempted? You've got to be honest about that. When am I, now, you don't write it down right now because somebody's sitting beside you, and that might be weird, but... When you get home, maybe you want to go over these and be honest. Now, the second one is, where am I most tempted? Where? What location am I most tempted at? And then the, the next one is, who is with me when I'm most tempted? Who is it? You know, maybe, maybe you do pretty good until you start hanging around some, kind, some people. And so you have to be honest about that if you want to win the battle. And then the next one is, how do I feel right before I'm tempted? How do I feel? Do I feel angry? Do I feel lonely? Do I feel depressed? Do I feel rejected? How do I feel? And if you want to answer these four questions, it will give you the edge on temptation in your life, over the temptation in your life, and you'll be able to fight it uh, better in your life. So you honestly have to answer those questions. Now remember this. Remember that we said this. Deliver us, remember Jesus said, deliver us from evil. What do we say after that? Help me, God. Come on, let's do it again. You ready? Deliver us from evil. What are we saying? Help me, God. Because Jesus knew that temptation was very strong. I pray that you filled in the blanks. I pray that you will take these questions and honestly answer them. And if you're honest with yourself, then it will give you the edge. The second thing I want to share with you is this, is plan to avoid it. Plan to avoid it. I'm talking about temptation. Okay, I want you to write that down and then look at me again because we just got to get honest, all right? Okay, everybody done? You got that written down? How many of you will be honest right now and say, like with me, I am tempted? Let me see your hand. Anybody besides me? Okay, all right. The rest of you are liars. (laughs) You're You're already tempted with lying right now. Aren't we all? We all have temptations, right? I don't, I don't care if you're six or you're hundred and six. We all have temptations. And so the way we, we, uh, we escape this is that we have to make a plan to avoid it. Now, uh, you may not know this. Well, let's just look at what the Scripture says. In Proverbs 4 and 26 says this. Plan how? Plan carefully what you do, and whatever you do will turn out How? Turn out right. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, people don't plan to fail, they just fail to plan. Did you hear that? I mean, I don't think that any, any failure you've had in your life, I don't think that you woke up and said, okay, you know, in five years from now, you know, I'm going to get a divorce. Or, you know, from 10 years from now, you know, I'm going to let this happen. I don't think we planned that. Do we? I mean, I've never done I've done many, many weddings, and I've never met with one couple that was getting married and said, okay, well, you know what? We want to get married today, but six years from now, we're going to split up. No, 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 no. Nobody does that. So we have to plan. We have to make our plans and work our plan, right? Now, go on, look on the verse. Look what he says. Going back to the verse. He says this. Avoid evil and walk straight ahead. Do not go one step off the right way. Now, notice that. Avoid evil. Avoid evil. Let me say it again. Avoid evil. You have to have a plan to avoid evil or you will will not avoid it and you'll walk right into it, right? Am I right about that? What I was going to say earlier was I was a student pastor for five and a half years before I became a pastor. And I used to, you know, talk with teenagers and when they were starting the dating, I would say, listen, when you're going to date, I want you to have a plan. Plan your date. Plan what you're going to do. You know, when you come pick me up, we're going to go to a McDonald's and eat. We're going to the movie after that. And then after that, you're taking me home, and that's it. You see, if you don't have a plan to live by, you'll, if you don't live by a plan, you'll live by your glands. Some of you going to wake up in the middle of the night tonight and go, oh, 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 oh got that. In other words, if you don't have a plan, you'll end up in a back seat of a car that you never intended to be in, hello? And you'll live. You'll have to live with that the rest of your life. That because you did not have a plan, you 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 gave into something else. Plan it out. Plan it out. Now I'm gonna be gut level honest with you. And this may make some of you very uncomfortable here, but I want to be honest with you. I know my temptations. I know. Do you know when I find that I am tempted the most? I found out with me that I am tempted the most when I am traveling by myself in a hotel room by myself I am more tempted to watch something that I should not watch in that environment in other words it doesn't I don't have it as strong any other time but when I'm by myself I'm traveling in a hotel room by myself I am more tempted to watch something that I should not watch I just am and so because I'm honest about that because I know that I have made a plan. And here's my plan. My plan is is that, you know what, that when I travel by myself, which I don't do that much because usually Rhonda goes with me, um, and that's great to have your spouse with you as much as you can. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, and then when she can't, this is my plan, is that I cannot and will not turn on the television. That's what I have to do. And Rhonda and I, you know, we, we like watching The Voice, uh, that, that music show that's on. You know, we like watching that. And, and, and a couple months back uh, when it was on, I was traveling and uh, I was in a hotel and I called her like I do every night. I called her, how's it going? And she said, well, I'm watching The Voice. And I'm like, well that's, well, that's great. And she said, did you see this? I said, no, I didn't see it. She said, that's right. You don't have your television on, do you? I said, no, I don't. You see, because I know that that I'm tempted, so I have to have a plan to avoid it. My plan is I just cannot turn it on at all. I have to take reading material, whatever, to do that because I, I don't want to give in. You say, well, Pastor, could you avoid, could you like overcome that? Maybe, but maybe not. So why not why not just be honest? Are you are you willing to be honest where you're tempted at the most? You see, you can never get over temptation until you I I'm I'm tempted here. And you make a plan to avoid it. You see, I want you to know, the question is, do you know your weakness? Do you, because you can't avoid it until you admit it. You see, This is what I want you to know. Some of you, listen, you, you know, I want you to know, if you don't want to get stung, quit hanging out with the bees. Did you hear that? Like some of you, you know, like, man, you have a problem with drinking. You cannot stop by the bar. You can't. And see, some of your friends that don't have a problem say, oh man, it's okay, they don't have a problem with it, but you do, and if you stop by there, you're going down, and you know you're going to go down, and you think, well, maybe I can handle it this time. No, you can't. You have to have a plan to say, I cannot go there. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. Why? Because if I do, I'm going down. I know that I will go down. Be honest about that. Be honest about it. This is what I've discovered. It's better to admit it and avoid it than to have to ask someone forgiveness for it. Did you hear that? It's better to admit it and avoid it than to ask to have to ask someone or God to forgive you for it. Right? And so, what does my wife? Does she respect me? You better believe. Because I, I said, honey, you know what? Here's the deal, and here's the commitment I made. I just want you to know that. Uh, this is the commitment I made. And so you, she's so glad that I admitted it so that I can avoid it, and she can hold me accountable to it, and others can hold me accountable to it so that I don't have to repent and regret it later. Okay. All right. Let's go back to what Jesus said. Remember what he says? Deliver us from what? From evil. How does he do that? How do, we, how do we pray that? Help me, God. Help me God, deliver us from evil. Okay, now the third thing is this, is I guard my heart. I guard my heart. This is so good. I guard my heart. Now how do you do that? Again, let's go back. Temptation comes from inside of you. Your DNA, your mind, the environments that that you were in, you were more tempted. Would you agree with me that people that were abused when they were smaller, actually when they grow up, have a bigger problem with that, right? And would you agree with that? I mean, people that they come out of a home where a father uh, beat, hit the mother, they have a greater tendency to go in that area themselves. Psychologists have proved that over and over again. So our environments affect us. And so the majority of temptation is on the inside of us. But here's the good news. When you become a Christ follower and you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and save you, and you mean that, then the Holy Spirit comes in and helps you on the inside as well. Hello? So you don't have to be who you were born. Because you got born again, the Holy Spirit helps you, right? Watch this. So the temptations are are those environments, the things on the inside of us, but the triggers are primarily on the outside of us. That's why, that's why you can have these natural desires... That can be contained until you get into some environments out here. You understand what I'm talking about? Matter of fact, you teach your children, and and many of you, their teenagers, have heard this said, you know what? Your friends are gonna determine what you do, and the reason is because they're gonna get you in an environment that's gonna pull out the worst of you. All right? Okay, look at what the Bible says. James 1 13 and 14 says, Don't blame God when you're tempted. Okay, let me read that again. Don't blame God when you're tempted. God cannot be tempted by what? By evil, and he does not use evil to what? Tempt others. So God never uses evil to tempt you. Now here we go. We are tempted by our own what? Desires and that drag us off and do what? They trap us. Now here's what I want you to know. Everybody in this room has different temptations. Some people in this room, you know, you may be tempted uh, with lying. Some of you may be tempted with pornography. You may be tempted with same-sex relationships. You know, you may be tempted with uh, fornication. You may be tempted with stealing. Uh, You know, all this. Every one of us in this room have different temptations. That's why that when you see somebody doing something that you don't have a problem with, you go, "Man, that's stupid. Why would anybody steal? Why would anybody do that?" You know, they they if all they had to do was ask for the money, they would have got it. Why would you? Because you're not tempted that way. You don't understand the temptation. Get it? And so when you do something stupid and you fall into your temptation, guess what? There's somebody saying, that guy is so stupid. That lady is so Why would they even do that? Why? Because they're not tempted the way you are. It's our desires that lead us away. Now, here's what I want you to know. Watch, listen to this. Temptation comes through natural desires but turns into sin when they lead, when our natural desires lead us outside of the boundaries of God's Word. Did you hear that? Let me break it down for you. Man, this is just good teaching. Let's take the word sex, S-E-X. Okay, I got your attention now? All right. God created that. And when it's in the relationship between a husband and a wife and a marriage relationship, it is wonderful. It, listen, if it wasn't good, there wouldn't be any children. Some of you are scared to laugh or anything right now. You're like, okay, oh I ain't tell you nothing. La, 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 la. It's great. It's good. But when you move outside of that relationship and you move outside of it and and sex outside of marriage with other people, it's bad. Here's why. The reason that God calls sin, sin is not because God is such a bad person. It's because God loves you because whatever you do outside of his word is going to hurt you. And listen, I can tell you as being the pastor of this church for over 20 years, I can't name the, the, the times that I've met with men and women who have, who have had relationships in their teen years with other people, multiple partners, and how that it's been 20 years and they still bear the marks. They still hurt. They can't get it out of their minds. Why? It hurt them. You see what I'm talking about? And so sex is great in the confines of marriage. It's natural. It's good. But when you let it get outside of God's Word, then it hurts you. It hurts you. This is what I want you to know. Watch this. Here's a decision that you and I have to make. Is that we, if we go by what we feel and do what we feel and we step outside of God's Word, here's what's happened. You have to live with what's called regret. Because I guarantee you, Every time that you step outside of God's word, you are, you are, there's something inside of you that knows better and you regret that you did it, right? Does anybody, and when I sin, you sin, right? You have that regret, right? You feel horrible about yourself. But here's the other thing is that when you live by God's word and you, you say, Help me, God, in this temptation, and you do everything you can to, to work your plan, you know, to avoid it, when you do that, then guess what? And you're tempted and you don't give in this time because you've worked everything that, that we've talked about before, you've guarded your heart, then guess what? Then you have respect. And this is what I want you to tell you. You see, you have a choice. You can, you can live respectfully or you can live regretfully. It's your choice, and it's my choice. And God wants you to live respectfully. Now, what kind of respect that God want you to have? Listen, God's not so much concerned about what other people think about you, Did you hear that? God's not so concerned about what other people think about you. He's more concerned about what you think about you. Because you know the truth, don't you? I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you look in that mirror as you're combing your hair if you have it. (laughs) By the way, I have an imaginary comb every once in a while. I just run it across my head just to remember what it felt like. Sometimes I get out of the shower and I go... Just for the day, you know? But when you look at yourself in that mirror, you know who that man or woman is. You can, you can put on a front for everybody else and you know what? You can fake it until you make it with them. They can think you the greatest person on earth. But when you look in that mirror right there, there's something about that that you know who you're looking at and you can only lie to that mirror so long until there's something that begins to weld up and you feel broken and undone and you feel dirty and you feel like something's not right. I want to tell you, that's where sin takes you. It's regret. But God wants you to be a person that is of, of a person of self-respect. So that when you look in the mirror, you know what? You can say, you know what? I know that guy. And you know what? I don't care what everybody else thinks about me. I know that I'm doing my very best to serve you, God. And I know that that guy right there is trying to walk upright. Is it, does he have flaws? Yes. But is he working on them? Yes. Does he want to fail? No. This guy is a man or woman of integrity right here. And I like that person. Amen? Here, Listen. This book has helped me to like me more than anybody else. You know, some of you live your whole life trying to impress people, trying to be something that you're not. Let me tell you something. Give yourself a break. Listen, as long as you like who's in that mirror, then you're okay. If God's okay with me, I'm okay with me, then it's all right if you aren't okay with me. Amen. I'm preaching better than your amen, and I can tell you that. That's right. God's way brings respect. My way brings regret. So here's what I want to tell you. Here's a secret. I have had to learn that I have to have a daily dose of God in order to overcome the daily dose of Jeff that I wake up with. Did you hear that? Remember, my natural self wants to go over here. And by the way, if I I didn't have that daily dose of God... I don't think you would want me to be your pastor, and I probably would not be by now because I would have done something that would have been really out of bounds. So every day, I try to get up and I try to get into this book. The reason being is because in order to get me out of me, i got to get God in me. And so I want to challenge you. That's the next step I want you to take. I want to challenge you to get in God's Word. I want to challenge you to either listen to it or either read it. Just make a commitment to get in God's Word daily. But that way that you can live and be a person of respect and character. And so, matter of fact, we have an app here uh, at SEC that you can download. That has the Bible on it. You can listen to the Bible. And some, of us have, some have told us that the, the app wasn't working. So we went back and, and checked with the, the people that are running that. And they said you may have to uninstall it and reinstall it if it's not working properly. But it will work. I challenge you to do that in the name of Jesus. Okay. Now... Let me give you something else. Here we go. Ephesians two, uh, Ephesians twenty-six and twenty-seven. Watch this. In your anger, do not what sin. Okay, do not let the do not let the uh, the sun go down while you are still what angry, and do not give the devil a what. What is a foothold? A foothold is leverage. Like if you're climbing a rock to the side of a mountain, you know, and there's a hole that you need a, a place to put your foot so you can push yourself up. So the Bible says, don't give the devil one of those leverage spots in your life to, to push himself further in your life. Don't do that. And you, so here's another definition of a, a foothold. A foothold spiritually is this is when you hold on to negative emotions. Now, notice what he just said in the scripture. He says, don't let the sun go down while you're mad, right? Why? Because if you hold on to negative emotions too long, guess what? All of a sudden, you're giving the devil that foothold in your life, and you, when you are mad, when you're worried, when you're jealous, when you're depressed, when you're angry, and if you hold on to that for an extended period of time, you are opening your life up for him to come and whisper something in your ear like this. I deserve to have relief. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be cared for. I deserve to have that. And so when he begins to whisper that in your ear, if you're holding on to negative emotions, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself trying to find some relief somewhere else, and you will listen to what he says, and you will give in to those things. And when you give in to those things, it destroys you. You are being tempted. So I just want to tell you, you have to let it go. Now, how do you do that? Here's what I want you to know. All of us have times that we are mad at people, right? Okay, none of you are, all right, I see. I got angels out here, I'm sorry. Matter of fact, why don't you just take your halo off and put it on the seat just a second? Here's the deal. We all have times where we get mad at someone, and here's the danger in marriage. When you get mad for an extended period of time at your spouse and you're, you're holding it in, you become, you're opening yourself up for greater, greater destruction, and you're becoming easy target. Why? Because the devil starts whispering to you, you know what, if they would treat me better, then you know I deserve to step outside of our marriage because, you know what, if they treated me better, then I would have to do this. And Blah, 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 blah. He can just lie to you, lie to you, lie to you. Here's what I want you to know. You need someone in your life that you can begin to share with what's going on. I call this person a lightning rod. What does that mean? A lightning rod, like on this building here, we have rods that are driven into the ground and we have cables going to them and that way when the lightning strikes this building, it doesn't blow everything up in this building. It's a lightning rod. It diffuses it. You need someone in your life that when you're holding on to those negative emotions that you can sit down with and be honest about and say, I am struggling with this, this, and this, and you can vent to them if you would vent vertically If you can just vent to them, vent vertically and vent horizontally, if you can vent, then guess what? You get that out and you're not holding on to it anymore. And it helps you. And that's why we have connect groups around here. Listen, we're about in week number five or six. Don't give up on your connect group. It's an opportunity to find a place that you can vent sometime or you can find a friend there to vent. I challenge you to find you a lightning rod. I have people in my life. And let me just say this to you. Don't always pick your spouse. Sometimes, you know what, they've had a hard day, too, and they're exhausted, too. Maybe find someone that is a friend, not not someone that's of the opposite sex friend. Hello? Don't start telling all your mushy-gushy stuff to someone of opposite sex because when you do that, these little feelings start happening, and that even adds more on. Don't say, well, my best friend is a girl, and I'm a guy. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Get you a new best friend. I know some of you, I know it made some of you mad, but listen, I'm your pastor who loves you, who doesn't want you to go over the cliff, who doesn't want to have to walk through a divorce with you and watch your children cry every night because mom and dad are jacked up. Don't be stupid. I'm sorry if I offended every one of you there, but I'm passionate about this. So the next thing is find me a lightning rod as a friend. Okay, remember what we said, deliver us from evil. What are we saying? Come on, one more time. What are we saying? Okay, number four. I need to pray for deliverance. Matthew 6 and 13, again, Jesus is ending the Lord's prayer, and he says, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from what? In other words, Jesus was saying there's going to be some things in your life that's going to be more powerful than you. You're going to have some desires within you that are greater than you, and you're going to need my help to do that. And this is where you have to admit it. Once you admit it, you say, God, I'm weak here, and I've got to have your help. He can help you. But until you admit it, He can't help you. Pray about your weaknesses. Say, God, help me here. Look at what the Bible says. Here's the comfort. Hebrews 4 and 15 and 16 says this talking about Jesus. Jesus understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not what? Okay, look at me just a second. Look at me just a second. Some of you here sitting here today, you're saying, God faced the same sexual temptations I do? Jesus did? Absolutely. Some of you are saying, "Did did he face the same temptations of stealing? Absolutely. Did he face the same temptation of lying? Absolutely. That's why when you pray, you can pray with confidence because he knows how you feel when you're being tempted. He understands that. He understands that. Look what it says. She says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his what? Do you know what God's mercy is? Oh, watch this. How many of you be honest here? How many would you be honest and say, you know what? I have broken God's Ten Commandments. Because there's been a time in my life when I took God's name in vain. Anybody besides me? Okay. Anybody else says, you know what, I lied one time before. I broke God's law. Anybody else besides me? Okay. So we could go on down the list, right? So all of us are sinners, and we need God's mercy. You know what God's mercy is? It's God not giving you what you do deserve. Did you hear that? God's mercy is, you deserve, you deserve to be punished, you deserve to go to hell, you deserve all this, but God's mercy is, he did not give you what you deserved, or you wouldn't be here, and neither would I. Now watch this, he goes on to say this, he says, and we will find, what? Grace. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. Now what is grace? Grace is God giving you what you do not deserve. Did you hear that? Mercy is God not giving you what you do deserve, but grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. And here's what grace is also. Grace is God's ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And every one of us in this room, we need mercy and we need grace, right? In other words, God, please forgive me, Lord. Don't give me what I deserve, Lord. Thank you for your mercy and then God give me what I need so that I won't do this anymore so that I can be the person you want me to be and that's why you can pray when you go to God in prayer you can get on your knees no matter what you've been through in life and you can know that you're going to find a God that is God full of mercy And but not only is he full of mercy not only is he not going to punish you but he's going to give you power and strength that you need that you may walk upright and you can look in that mirror every day and say because of God's grace and because of God's power I'm not who I Used to be. I'm not who I'm going to be, but I'm not who I used to be because of Him. Amen. Amen. Willpower runs out after a while, doesn't it? You know, we say, we say, well, you know what? I'm going to go on this diet and I'm not going to eat more chocolate cake. So we see the chocolate cake over there, don't we? Because we forgot we got to avoid it. So we forgot. Now we got a fork in our hand, and now we just go by and say, "I'm not eating chocolate cake. I'm not eating chocolate cake. I'm not going to eat you, chocolate cake. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to eat you." I eat it. Willpower runs out, but where willpower runs out, that's where God's power starts up. Amen. Come on, would you stand with me now? Today, if you're not a Christ follower, I want you to just simply say the prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. I need your mercy and your grace, and come into my life and save me, God. And Lord, I mean this today, if that's you, then he wants to save you. Those that are watching online today, if that's you, you say that prayer, and he will change your life. This morning, we're going to have our prayer team come as we sing. This is why I want to do something different today. The prayer team's going to be down here to pray if you want them to pray with you. But there's some of you who just got some junk in your life. You got some things that you just need to talk to God about. And I want to give you that opportunity. You can just come and kneel around these steps. This is our altar. And you can just have a time to talk to God. I want to challenge you to come as we sing this song. You ready? Would you come now? Let's see. I hope you enjoyed the mess today. I would like to stop right here and offer an opportunity for you to say a special prayer. If you're listening today and you're not a Christ follower, I would encourage you to pray this prayer. And it simply says this, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior, guide my life, and help me to do your will. If you prayed that prayer today, would you email me, my email address is jeffdaws1 at sccview.net. The spelling of my name is j-e-f-f-d-a-w-s, the number one, at dot Again, thank you for joining us today. And by the way, if you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, that others may hear the good news of Jesus, I would challenge you to go to our website at www.sccview.net and click the Give link at the top of the web browser. And there's many ways that you can give there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is our pleasure to come to where you are and share the gospel. God bless.